0: G'day everyone, welcome back to another Schroeder's Bible Bit. Today we're going to be looking at the last chapter of Luke's Gospel. And this is actually the last chapel talk for the senior school um, that I work at um, as the chaplain. Uh, And the focus of this talk is on the resurrection of Jesus. And the surprising thing about King Jesus is that even though he dies, he actually has the power to rise again. And he does that and he comes back from the dead. And we see that this is a big I told you so moment for Jesus um, because he himself said that this was going to happen. And even the guys in the Old Testament, they said that Jesus the king would come and he would die and he would rise again. But the good news is, is that this life that Jesus has is the same life that he has on offer for us. And so we need to consider will we accept the life that Jesus has, a life that we get to live through Christ, with God, for all of eternity. G'day senior school, welcome to the very last chapel devotion for the year 2020. Uh, We've been thinking about the theme of kingship this whole year, uh, and we've started by looking at the book of Samuel uh, and saw how God's people were after a king. As we've continued on this year, we've picked up the New Testament book, the gospel called Luke, and we've seen that Jesus is the king that has finally come for all people. Uh, Jesus is the long-awaited king, the forever king, the king for not just one small group, but the king for everyone in the whole entire world. Uh, last time did our Chapel, we learned that Jesus is the king who suffered and Jesus is the king who died. And it's right that our story continues. And as we see it, that actually the disciples are really confused about this. Remember, Jesus is supposed to be the king, the king who is there to save. And so the people, the the disciples and the disciples' friends, the women who were there with them, uh, they are terrified, they're confused, they're worried, they're not quite sure exactly what's going on. And so we pick up the story at the end of Luke's gospel and we find that the women go to the tomb after Jesus has been buried and they're going there to anoint his body with spices and oils. That was the custom for them at the time. But when they get there, they discover that he's not there. And they're told by these angels that he's risen. They're confused. They don't know what's going on. They go back and they tell the rest of the guys that Jesus is alive. And they too are confused about this. How is this possible? As the story continues, the disciples, a couple of them are walking down the road one day. And they walk with this guy who they don't realize is actually Jesus. Eventually, they come to their senses, and they realize that that this is Jesus that they're talking to, that Jesus is no longer dead, but Jesus is alive. But just as they realize that, poof, Jesus vanishes from their sight. They run back, and they go back to the house where all the disciples are. And while they're there, gathered in the room, we pick up this part of the story. In Luke chapter 24, verse 36, it says this, While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them, and he said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking that they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It's I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still did not believe it, because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and he ate it in their presence. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that was written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance For the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. See, Jesus appears here and he he stands right there in front of the disciples. They have heard from other people that Jesus is alive. And here is the proof, finally, that Jesus is no longer dead, but he is alive. They're confused about this. Don't get me wrong. They're excited about this too. There's great joy in the room, but they're still a little bit, how is this possible? But Jesus stands there and he says, look, even touch me. Look at the wounds in my hands, in my feet. It is I, it's Jesus. You saw me killed, but now look at me, I'm alive. And even watch this, he says, I'm going to eat a piece of fish. And Jesus eats in front of them, giving proof that he is not a ghost. He can eat some real meat and swallow it and digest it. Ghosts can't do that. Here is Jesus and he is alive and he is hungry and he is able to even eat in their presence. You see, Luke finishes off his gospel here by showing us that this king, this Jesus, yes, he died. But he is the king that overcomes death. This is the king that rises from the dead. This is the king that can bring life to everyone. This is also a bit of a I told you so moment. I wonder if you've ever said, I told you so. Maybe you did it when you were a kid. Maybe you were in an argument with your brother or your sister about something, trying to make a point to them, but they wouldn't believe you. And so then you run back to your mum and your dad and you're like, mum, dad, is this true, such and such? Is this how it happens? And then your parents go, yes, that's true. And then you turn to your are like, aha, I told you so. Maybe you've been like that before. I know I have. Uh, I know as well that I might be sitting around having a conversation with somebody and, and somebody says something that just seems a little bit weird and a little bit odd, and so someone says, that can't be true, and you're like, yeah, it is, and then you look it up in Google and you're like, see, I told you so, it's true. We've had these told you so moments before. Well, here Jesus, he has this moment where he stands in front of the disciples, no longer dead, not a hallucination. Not a ghost, but actually real flesh and blood alive. And he tells the disciples, I told you so. I told you that this would happen. Did you hear him say that here? He says that in verse 44. He says, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything that's written about me must be fulfilled, he said. That I would suffer and I would rise from the dead on the third day. All through the Bible, the Old Testament even. It points to the fact that Jesus the King, the Messiah, would come. It points to the fact that Jesus the King, the Messiah, would die. It even points to the fact that Jesus the King would rise again. An example of this is in Isaiah chapter 53. You might be familiar with this one because a song written by Colin Buchanan. Isaiah chapter 53, um, and I'm going to read from verses 4 to 6. Listen to what it says. This is hundreds of years before Jesus was even born, let alone hundreds of years before Jesus even died and rose again. And it says, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that that brought peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You see, the Saviour King was promised to come. The Saviour King was promised to come and to be like a sacrifice, like the sheep with the sin put upon it, and then who, which laid down its life. The sheep that died in our place. Jesus is just like that. Jesus is that for you. He is the sacrifice for you and for your sin, for your iniquities, the Bible says. thing is, even later on, or earlier on rather, in Luke's gospel, Jesus himself told the disciples that this very moment of his death and resurrection would happen. In Luke chapter 9, verse 22, uh, Jesus says, uh, says this. And he said to them, The son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. You see, this is a big I told you so moment. Jesus died and Jesus rose again, but he died and rose again because it was promised that Jesus the king would come and he would come to do exactly that, to die and to rise again For all people for all nations, the Bible says, that all nations would be forgiven from their sins. See, Jesus is the long-awaited king. Jesus is the long-awaited saviour who has brought a kingdom and salvation for all people everywhere, and all people, all nations can belong to him as their king. Jesus can be your king. Jesus can be my king. Jesus is our king who has in fact faced death for us. Jesus is your king who has faced death for you. Jesus has led us and he is leading us into a new and eternal kingdom. A kingdom that will never, ever end. Broughton, we often long for good leadership. We often long for something, for someone to lead us well. And in many cases, that has been our year, hasn't it? We have longed for something, for someone to lead us out of this COVID drama, this COVID world where we've been just locked down because of a sickness. Well, the reality is, is that sin is a sickness that locks us down and locks us away from God. But the good news is is that Jesus the King has come and he has come to save you from that lockdown. And he's come to save you when he died on the cross for you, when he rose again for you. And all we need to do is accept him as our king to follow his lead and to receive the eternal life that he's got on offer for us. You see, the King has come. The King has suffered for us. And the King has brought us life. And this is, in fact, what our college verses reminded us all year, isn't it? That God loved us so much that he would send Jesus for us. Remember John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son, so that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. And that's a really appropriate space for us to finish right now. For you to remember that Jesus is the King who has come for you. The King who has come to bring you life. And so the question for you to consider is, will you live the life that Jesus has for you? Will you live a life through Christ? Broughton, I hope you've had a a pretty good year. In light of all the terrible things that have happened, all the things that we've missed out on, I hope that you've still enjoyed life here at Broughton. And I hope that you have been challenged to think more about Jesus, the King who has come for you. If ever you have a question about these things, please let me know. Please come and see me. I'd love to have a chat with you about what it means to follow Jesus as our King. Have a good holiday. And I look forward to seeing you in normal chapel, hopefully, uh, next year. See you later. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can get in contact with me via Twitter at MRK Schroeder, or on the Anchor app, you can actually leave a voice message. I'd love you to do that and I might include it in the next podcast. Catch you later.